0: bless you and we thank you for who you are. But I Father, come into my heart today and park in the driveway of my heart. That's a picture. The picture for Moses was man, this. was about what you wanted to do with it, trap people. For Abraham, it was about promise of you know, a nation. For Joshua, it was about the, the taking of the land and to inhabit it. For Jeremiah, it was this word that used to proclaim to people who were so stiff-necked that in their resistance, it was diagnostic of where they were with God. They could no longer represent God. They had to change. Father, all these that did this, Abraham and, and, and Moses, Father, there were pictures of your coming. There were pictures of who you are. There were testimonies about uh, the Lord uh, your character, the coming Messiah, and what it was going to be like and what it was going to do. And yet when Jesus arrived, all the signs and all the, the intentions and all the clear examples had been forgotten. And they didn't recognize him. And the world didn't receive him. And his own people said they didn't recognize him. And yet it says to us today, that to all who will receive, will receive him, to them, and he'll Make sons and daughters. Wow! Do we have room for that in our garage? Do we have room? Is it too cluttered? Is it too much going on? We've had too many experiences. We've we got too many things that are on uh, unsolved, or we, well, our mind is somewhere else. Can we allow this morning our hearts, my heart, to say, Lord? I've moved out over oh, to occupy the place that you to occupy. And now, Father, I'm asking for truth. Truth. Because truth liberates us, sets us free. Instead, it, it sanctifies us in truth. And, Father, it brings things not back to the place they were when it was good for me, but it brings us back, Father, to a place where uh, prior to Adam messing up, it brings us to a place of relationship with you. It brings us a place of fellowship. It brings us a, and I'm going to use this word as a big word. It brings us to a purity. And so Father, we just thank you for that and we bless you. We honor you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Matt. We're not. I've called him everything. Well, good morning. How are we doing? We're doing all right. Okay, not doing that good. First three rows got over. This is like this is like the DMZ of the church. And okay. so, <laughs> hey, listen, I like sitting in the back. You know why? Because I want to see what's going on. We are in a place in the scriptures uh, that uh, uh, man is so huge, so big. It's in this fifth chapter of Ephesians it's, it's, it's like we're in the middle of a, a waterfall here and there's something that he has said and that the Holy Spirit is bringing to the body of Christ with, without a cultural or without a time limit on it I, I know you and I, I mean, sometimes we read the Bible and we, we relate it to some historical or some some ancient or old culture. And we find it sometimes difficult to, is that for now, is that for then? But the Bible says this, it says, all scripture is God breathed. And it's profitable for teaching correction. So you'll be equipped. So today, this, this parking uh, in our heart, And there's something about what he wants to say this morning that comes from taking a look at this this fifth chapter of uh, Ephesians. And and we're going to be particularly hitting a couple of verses uh, related uh, still to husbands. But I want to go back to that 17th verse of the fifth chapter of Ephesians where he says, He says, then don't be foolish. Don't get something in the way of what I'm going to say. Don't get something that that detours you. Don't be foolish. Don't grab for something that's not stable. But he says, understand what the will of the Lord is. And he he makes this contrast. He says, don't get drunk with wine for that is dissipation. You know, isn't it true in our world, you know, you going to the supermarket now, well, and uh, in Colorado it's starting to be like this where uh, you know we have liquor everything in California you go into a grocery store and everything's paired with liquor hey you can buy this can of SpaghettiOs and you could pair it with this wine it would be really good it's like what hey you got this baby food Well, you're feeding that baby you know mom you you can pair it with a little wine for you and everything is kind of around this celebration and we live in a in Fort Collins where we have a distillery like every 15 feet. We have a a brewery. We have have this this raging uh, uh, need in our culture because we can do this. Well, I know I can handle my liquor. I think pretty much liquor handles us, to be honest with you. Because it, it says something about dissipation. It says something about, that there's unsatisfaction in our culture. There is this sense of, Man, listen, uh, I've been working all week and Friday. Man, that's when, you know, I was going to say I let my hair down, but that would be a poor illustration, okay? Uh, There is, man, I can just relax and just kind of cut loose, all right? There's something about this that says, man, listen, there's something that has captured our attention because there's something that's a dissatisfaction. And sometimes we don't realize that we're disjointed, we're out of sync with truth, with what the word says. And the, the energy to pursue it has been drained off. And how do I know that? It's not because I'm a critic, it's, it's simply because the church and all of its stuff that goes on, to be honest with you, makes very little noise out there. And I'm not talking about protesting something or, or that we are, we are such a big church that, you know, really we have something to say in the community. No, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about the church is meant to be this dispenser, this, this manifester of something that's manifold of God. It's the only organism that's, that's designed, that's here, that's created by God, to say and do something, even to the heavenly realm. That's a noise. There's noise that happens as a result of that. I remember back in the day, when, in the ancient times when we had babies, all right, the big thing was, before that, was to give cigars. The dad would go to work and give cigars, all right? Well, then it was like, ah, you can't be just doing that anymore. So what they would do is they'd get like bubblegum cigars. And there would be blue ones or pink ones, okay? And there would be this, you know, this, this, this kind of crazed man at work. And man, yeah, because he's relieved that the baby's here, ten little fingers, ten little toes, and they're celebrating. That's a noise. There's something about that. The man begins to make a sound that the church has his job. Because it says instead of this dissipation, instead of this distraction, it says, but be filled with the Spirit. So in order to be filled, there's gotta be a room. If you only have, you know, how many of you love to drink your, your coffee like it hot? I like hot coffee, alright? Man, I like it hot. That if you drop it on you, you'd be dead. I don't want it that hot, alright? And, uh, and so, when the coffee gets cold, I'm not interested in it anymore. And yet the waitress, they don't know, or the, the server, they come by and they, I only drink down as much and they pour that much hot in. All it just goes in with the cold. You know, do we have room today? Now, is there, a, is there a kind of, is there a kind of room in us an appetite that, that the truth has room in us? Last week we talked, and we're going to take this thought, and we're going, to, we're going to let it cascade, because this being filled with the Holy Spirit business, now is like this waterfall that manages business, it begins to cascade into the rest of the chapter, it begins to give us insight into the everyday life, and it gets into this husband and wife business. This being filled with the Holy Spirit, it gets into husbands, love your wives, it gets into this. This, this wives submit to your husbands. It gets into this place where it begins to, 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 to remove dissipation. It begins to bring, like, this little light in a dark room. It begins to bring be such a, a crazy example in our culture that our culture wants to react to it. Oh, that can't be right. Oh, that's old-fashioned. Oh, oh, that's the 50s. Oh, oh, oh. And yet they go home to something that's without that. See, the, the demonstration of the church is to bring this, this 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 clarity, not about our goodness, and look at us, not at all. It's to look at Him. It's to, to take a look at Him who wants to come and, and park what He knows into a human heart, and that's a big deal. Last week we talked about husbands love your wives. Man, I just kind of camped there a little bit, Because a husband that he's talking about here, whether we're going to be a husband, we are a husband. He he, he says, man, I don't want you to just read a story and then compare your life to the story and go, that just seems too impossible to achieve. Well, if you just use yourself as a raw material to achieve this, it would be way too much. You may as well go to the grocery store and get a pairing." Uh, with your tuna salad, I mean, if that's, if there's no room in us, then it just becomes like, I'm not quite that far along with this, husband, love your wives, I get that. But he starts talking about just as Christ, just as Christ also loved his wife, the church. Man, how did Jesus treat his wife? What's the picture? he gave himself up for her. I'll tell you, guys, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Those of us who are married. Man, we married somebody. Man, we find out, man, I don't know what I'm doing here. Right? I don't know what I'm doing. Doesn't take very long. I don't know what I'm doing. Because I keep having to explain even the things I'm trying to do. it's not kind of coming like it's not like coming to to pass or like I like I like and so I sit on my wife and I say this is what I'm trying to do and sign i we trying to say this is what I'm trying to do this should not be happening rather than saying this is what I'm trying to do is that is that is, is does it does it come across to you like that? <laughs> you know, is it working? <laughs> no Rick it's not working. He gave himself up for see for me to give myself up for Julie is a waste of time. Rick gave himself up, hey, sweetie, I'll do the dishes, and I'll make the bed, and I'll vacuum. Those are all good things. But if we consider those things, giving ourselves up, sweetie, I'm not gonna go hang out, I'm not gonna play softball tonight, I'm gonna stay home with you. Well, what a hero. And that's not it. It's not the giving up of ourselves in terms of kind of what we bring to the table in figuring out this this human being that is so different than us. He goes into this this, this piece where it's like he's talking about husbands and wives and now he's going to incorporate this into this statement without saying, hey, I'm switching switching to another topic, because he's not. He's including this topic of love your wife just as or even as. Christ loved his wife and then gave himself up so that he might sanctify. Man, it switches to man what he's going to do. That he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. That he might well present to himself the church in all her glory Having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. Let's take a look at this. Guys, let's 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 have the dissipation, the pairing, whatever the pairing is for us, whatever captures our attention, whatever, whatever gives us a little solace during the day, or, or gives us a little quiet, or, or gives us this little man, hey, just let yeah, sweetie, just let, I'm in with Julie. Man, I I, I had this picture. How many of you here remember the show, Leave it to Beaver? Put your hand in high of the air. Father knows best. Come on, fewer hands, okay? (laughs) It's going to be an illustration that that I'll have to really spell off, okay? He's saying that back in these TV shows, Ward Cleaver would come home to his family, his wife's in her apron, all right? and she greets him at the door, she gives him a hug, a little, a little kiss, and, and then they, they, they go into the kitchen and talk about what Wally and, and uh, the bee had done wrong. All right, they, they're going to go fix something, all right? And that, that picture was in me. And so I would get home, and Julie was nowhere to be found. I'm home, I'm back here, all right? So it would be like, go, go find her, but she's busy doing stuff. And man, I got an attitude. Like, uh, you know, where are you at, June? All right? Why aren't you? We're supposed to have, it, how's your day? How's your day? And it never happened. And I didn't want to say to her, listen, man, this is. It would be nice if you do that because then she would do it. Why? Because I asked her to, so it wouldn't be real. So I kept my attitude, I kept my dissipation. I was drunk with this wine. And so what happened was something was blocking loving my wife. He even as. Something was in the way. Something expectation wasn't being met. So I would go and huff and puff. Hey, just give me some time to. To, to digress. She's been with three little, four little kids all day, and I need to digress. I need to, I need to have a moment put my smoking jacket on and put my feet up, turn on the game. See, I deserve that. You've had three little kids, they didn't take a nap today. Two of them have colds. Listen, sweetie, I need a little break. I came home one time, man, and I was like, God oh, just said, hey, wake up. Because I was sitting now after getting home and being disappointed and having this attitude and I'm sitting at the dinner table. Kids are there, food's on the table and Julie asked me this question. "How's your day? See, sometimes we miss out on love because of what we want love to be and it Because truth is not giving us any insight. There's no light to our path. There's just this survival that's doing the best we can. There's just this, I'm tired, or I feel great, or I feel bad, Luke, running around the house. You know, little kids do this. Parents, you know this. Little kids come up, they go, Dad, 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 Dad. And you hear it so many times. you just like, I'm tuning you out, all right? Because they're gonna, they're gonna say something when you turn to them, they're going to say something like, I saw a bird. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I can save that for a minute because I'm busy. So I keep telling Luke, listen, I got to get down late. I got to get to work. And I got to go. So I'm going around the house. He's on my leg. Say, dad, dad, dad. So I get into the bathroom. I'm doing my hair. I had hair in those days. And he's on it. He skipped it. And I finally look at him. I said, Luke, have got to get to work. And this little four-year-old looks at me and he says, I am your work. All of a sudden my heart breaks. What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm working in a world where my effort is for dissipation and I'm missing on the feeling. I'm missing on the purpose. What am I doing? he couldn't talk to him. Because he said it like the Lord said it to me, all right? Broke my heart. I am your work. See, we are his workmanship. And he's looking for us to have this reciprocity. He's saying, husbands, will you take this sentence and take everything you do and push it up against this sentence? Not to see how far away you are but to see how close you are to this statement so that he might sanctify her. Having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the world. What in the world is he saying? Because at the end of 27 it says, but that she would be. There's something that's so significant about this Greek word imai. E-I- Man, it's it's talking about this, this being. When Jesus told his disciples after the resurrection, first chapter of Acts, he talks about, before he ascended, he tells them, hey, I want you to wait in Jerusalem. Pause, put it on pause here. and I want you to wait until power comes down and you will be my witnesses. Same word. There's a difference between trying to operate out of dissipation, and trying to approximate what we should do, and yet, yet at the end of the day, always feeling like, man, I'm behind. I could've, I should've, I would've. And the next day, we're further, and the next day, we're further, and pretty soon, we don't know the lighted path anymore. We just know the the tyranny of the urgent. And so, as he comes to this place, he says, man, be my witnesses. You, you won't just go out there and witness it. You will be a witness. The witness will come out of you. The witness will shine from you. Just like that light is coming through that glass. That, that light of him comes through. Even a human vessel. But we've so allowed women to be dissipated. And we ourselves meant to be dissipated that what man, manliness, or what, what What maleness means to God slips away. Well, I dare not say that. I I won't say that. I shouldn't say that. Well, at some point, it's not about saying it so to protest. It's just saying it because it's so. It's just saying it because it's true. But this word, we talked about this a little bit last week about sanctified That this this, hagios, this word of being set apart, And that that being set apart runs into sometimes this this picture where, man, it's like, God, you have to work through my emotions, you have to work through myself, and you have to work through my experience before I listen to you. And he's saying, if you will set that aside, I will park this in the driveway of your heart. I'll bring truth that will liberate you. Because there's washing that I'm doing, this there's something going on, so something can be. And what is going to be is holy. That's a big word, isn't it? And blameless. Man, theologians have been all over this. God, I just I just can't read commentaries on this stuff sometimes because it makes it into something that is like well, you need to do these seven things, and you need to make sure you do this, and you need to make sure you do that. It's all like sticky notes. We put on our, our, and we keep looking. Oh, I should do this, and I'll remember that, and don't forget that. But none of it's on the inside. Because the theologian would say, is this is this progressive sanctification, or is this one-time thing? Is that what it is? And so all we do is to the people is that, listen, I'm going to confuse you, because I'm confused. This is not confusing. Because it's talking about this feeling and this empowerment that it brings and this clarity and this receptivity of truth so that I can actually what? Be that demonstration. Because sanctification has taken place if you know Christ. It's taken place. Maybe it hasn't caught up with all my behavior. But it's not like I keep need to, okay, I need to I need to to encounter sanctification. Well, apparently you have. But what we read in the Bible, Moses, I've heard the cry of my people. They've been in deep duty for 430 years. Man, I want you to go talk to Pharaoh tomorrow. And and, and man, I'll tell you what, Moses couldn't contemplate that. First of all, he wasn't worthy. That is a silly thing to say, isn't it, humans? <laughs> God, I'm so unworthy. And he's like, you are so unworthy, I've had to do all the heavy lifting for you. Quit bringing up unworthiness. I know that. What I'm saying was, would you take my word and respond to it? That's what I'm asking. Would you get out of the way and let my word part there and be how you get to work, and be how you get the groceries, and be how you live in the world around you. Moses, can you do that? This, This this sanctifying. But see, sanctification, folks, comes down. Man, what was the gospel that you believed in? What was it? As you look at the gospel in the Bible, is that the gospel that you believe? I'm not questioning your salvation. I'm just questioning how much of what we believe was incomplete so that it makes room for something that's disilluding, for postponing, for, well, that's just not the way I do it. If you watch a dog eat, you put the bowl down, oh, you you and you can hear the bowl just banging on the floor, okay? They want that food in their mouth now, now, now! They don't even taste it. They just, they just get it out. They're like teenage boys, they just get it in them. And you can watch Caddy. and she's carefully, she's bending. and he's put it together and put it on the floor, and the cat is like, No, I don't want that right now. That's not what I want right now. The stickiness. I'm not against cats and approved dogs. I actually am, but I'll go that way. I'm just saying, what made us finicky is disillusion, It's being drunk with something. It's being preoccupied with what the world says a man is and what a woman is. But let me tell you, it's not working. How many of you work in the schools, around the schools? Woo, do you see it working? Not working. That doesn't mean all kids are bad. I'm just saying, all kids, man. I'm trying to figure out what direction, what's the path, and man. There's so many that man don't have mom and dad around. There's no, there's no, there's no dad at work here. Man, I've worked for bosses, big companies. These guys were like captains. <laughs> of that industry. And they were on their second or third wife with now mixed kids from her and and, and and man, just, these guys would throw money at it. they had money, they could throw money at it. I'm not saying they didn't try or they didn't care. I'm just saying this kid that he'd bring in, yeah, my son Jimmy's gonna come and work uh, at the store during the summer, and it would be like, oh, please don't bring Jimmy here. Because Jimmy knew that dad was boss. So Jimmy thought, okay, I'm not gonna wash cars. I'm gonna be in some other office. I'm gonna have some some time. And there would be some dads that would say, "Mm, no. If you're gonna learn what dad does, you gotta start at the bottom. But this this, this picture becomes so disjointed, so clear that it's dissipation, that the church makes no noise out there because it's the filling of the Spirit. And there's room in us to be filled. Guys, God, God is trying to tell us the manhood of the day is not manhood. And this restoring manhood is not to make us into these cavemen. It's to make us into the likeness of Christ. This is what he's like. Let's take a look at what Jesus does here. I want you to go with me. Are we doing okay this morning? We're doing all right? All right you say yes. It's like a waiter coming around. How's your meal? Well, it's pretty good until you leave, and then I'm going to complain to my wife that's it's not very right. good. <laughs> this is a picture in Luke 10. This is not going to be on your screen. This is where Jesus is dealing with Mary and Martha. It's a famous story. Most of us know this. But in, in 1038, he says, now as they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. That's an awesome thing. She had a sister named Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha, who was was distracted with her preparations, and she came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then uh, Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered about so many things. You're dissipated. But only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part Which I'm not going to take it away from her. Men, in order for us to be close to this guy, this husband, we have to listen to the Lord. We have to listen. We have to be listeners. And get in that word. Do you ever get in the word and get nothing out of it? Listen, I mean, look at me. I had lunch last Thursday, believe me. But I don't have a fantasy idea what it was. See, the nutrition of your spirit is more important than, well, I just didn't get much out of it. Or I can't pronounce Uh, the the name of the Holy One. I just can't do it. Or there's parts of the Bible I like. Listen, get into the parts of the Bible you've never read. Get into them. Let the Lord tell you who he is. And you know what? When it talks about something that Christ has done, obey him. Obey him. It may be just so difficult. Go forgive that person. And change how you treat somebody. Just, Just put it to work. enough sometimes, man. I'm not talking about clearing your mind to listen to the Lord. I'm just saying, take this abiding in him, his word abiding in you and listen because God wants to speak to you. He wants to give you insight where you got nothing. He wants to give you clarity where it seems all confused. He wants to give you hope. He wants you to step up in faith and stop waiting for something else to work out. Or thinking it's not going to work out, he, it he, wants purity in us again. He wants to purify us. Later on, same situation. So, John eleven, different scripture. John eleven seventeen 17. So, so. When Jesus came, uh, he found he's coming to he's coming to Lazarus' house. Lazarus, he's been told is sick, and then Jesus knew that he was dead. And the disciples were bamboozled, unclear on the whole thing in terms of kind of how they were interpreting it. And so he takes them with him. He has to tell these guys that we were going because Lazarus is dead. So when Jesus gets to Bethany, he found that he had already been dead. Lazarus had been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews, this, this guy Lazarus and his family, had like this reputation this this influence and this connection to a lot of people and they came. They came to be a part of this morning. They came to worship death one more time. They did. Because man, that's what the world was stuck in. Was death. See the disciples said, man if Lazarus, before they went, Lazarus, if Lazarus is sleeping, he'll get better. And she said, listen, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad that I wasn't there. And so as he's going to Bethany, and this crowd is gathered, they're there for Mary and Martha. They're there to honor, honor this guy. They're there to do what they do. They're there to bow down one more time to death. They're there. This dissipation had ruined life in them, and the expectation of death, man, it was there. And Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, man, she ran out to meet him. Remember, she was the woman who invited Jesus into her house. Man, she went out to meet him, but she came with an agenda. But Mary, she stayed at the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Man, you, you could have, but you didn't. You could have been here, but you weren't. And even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And she says, man, you weren't here. You could have been here, but now you can ask and God will do something. And Jesus said to her, brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. She's saying the good things of God are in the future. Not unlike us. When we all get to heaven, what a glorious day that will be. It will be. But Jesus said, this is how you ought to pray. God, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He's saying, man, God is in me telling you what I want to park in your heart. Will you give me room to do that? Will you move your treasures? Will you move the trash out of the way of can Park truth in your driveway. My, my hope, she's saying, is in the future. And Jesus said back to her, I am the resurrection and the life and he who believes in me Will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus there is not to honor death. He can understand and empathize with those that are lost. He cries in a little bit about it. But he's not there to celebrate. He's there to celebrate resurrection. Men, a lot of us, we are the light. That God is using in our greater family, we are that, and we have to pull that window up so that light can come in. We're not there to change anybody; we're there to be changed in front of them, and let that change get into our language, change what the Thanksgiving table is, but change how we put the kids to sleep, change how we speak to our adult children. Light. Change how we talk to our lives. And she says, Yes, Lord, I believe that. You're the Christ, the Son of God, even He who comes into the world. Wow. See, that reception to sanctifying folks has to be both ways, it has to be a, a give and a take. It has to be something where there's a reciprocity. He barks. He, barks. this is the Old Testament. You guys know this name? Obed Edom? You might want to save that for your first child. Okay, Obed Edom. All right. Well, was watching this go by, David has asked to get, they, they got the ark back from the Philistines, the Philistines have stolen, they're bringing the ark back to Jerusalem, but they're kind of in a hurry, so they, they disregard what God's word says, and they put it up on a cart, and they're, they're making progress. And the oxen, pulling the cart, stumble, and the cart is about ready to go over, okay? It's got a machine on it, it, reaches up and tries to steady it. That seems like a good thing. God kills it. People are wrecked. What? There was a good thing going on here. It was a procession of disillusion. It was a procession that we're going to disregard what God says, and we wanted to, to do it the best way we are. Their intention was not to rub it in God's face. Their intention was not what mixed with the truth. And so David says he was mad. David says man, I'm scared and mad. So they parked the ark in the driveway of obed And they thought, man, we may come back and find this house burned to the ground. You know, they're they're afraid of God, but in the wrong way. So they left it there for three months. What happens to obed He was blessed. He was blessed. He was an observer. And then he became what, like a victim? for a moment of of their reaction but I'm like man he experienced having got that close to him God wants to change our culture but he can't change it guys if we don't change first because he says man this last we're gonna land here believe it or not people always say when a preacher says we're gonna land here man give it about 20 minutes that's not true. He says, there's a lordship of Christ. There's the lordship. We call him Lord Lord Jesus when we pray. But there's something of a revival that's happening in terms of his lordship. And Jesus, Luke 14, uh, 23, 26, says, if you come to me, and I man, you don't hate your mom and dad, your brothers, your sisters, your wife, your kids, your own self. Can't be my disciple. What? What? God, part in the driveway of my heart, but don't part that. You say, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to because those are all influential relationships, and they're all relationships I've ordained. But if those influential relationships can get you and have a clearer or stronger voice in your life than mine, that's not going to work. It's dissolution. You'll miss it. And the truth, you can't really love your wife or your mom and dad or anybody else, your kids, even yourself. You can't love him unless he's first. And then you have the resources. Listen, go ask Julie Richter after the service. Do you love Rick more or Jesus? Let me save you the time. She's gonna say, I love Jesus bunches more than Rick. Right? Man, I'm so proud of that. I'm so honored by that. But then she has the resources to love Rick. But if she loved Rick, I love Jesus, it's disillusioned. Now kids would have been ripped off from real love and real truth and real hope. And you saying, man, listen. This, this presenting to himself, it means he's gonna show his presentation. He's gonna, this is verse 27 of Ephesians 5. That he might present to himself the church and all her glory, his wife and all her glory. Having not spot or wrinkle, having no stain. And you women that have a few years on you, man says no spot or wrinkle, that doesn't mean it's Botox time. Right? It just means, man, there's nothing in terms of your spirit that has been what? Compromised to the place where it just demonstrates something's old and decaying. Jesus does not celebrate death. He conquered it. And what he's saying is, is this, this, this demonstration of women is going to be, it describes the flawlessness of the complete church as the result of the love of Christ in giving himself up for it with the purpose of presenting to himself thereafter. Man, do we men have even this in our brain? If we look at ourselves, man, I, I, I joke around all the time, but I say, if, if Julius is supposed to be presented to him without spot or blemish, I hope it's not tomorrow because I'm not... I haven't got my part done yet. He's not talking about we're going to complete her. But is our life with her? Is our loving her as Christ loved the church? Is this, this, this picture of, 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 of sanctification and washing and this word rhema. We're washing with the rhema of God. There's the logos of God and there's this rhema. This is the word of God. This man spoken. Am I washing Julie Richter with revelation or am I washing her with religion? Or even worse, I let church do all the work. Am I a, representative, a representation of this part in my driveway? That doesn't mean I'm trying to keep the six rules. Am I near? close to the source and does he have room to shape me on the potter's wheel that she would be holy man I want you to catch this before I stop the holiness he's talking about here is a saint, it's pure this is the most holy thing but it's represented by to make a person The opposite of common. It's literally what holiness means. To make you the opposite of what's common. And blameless. Wow. Paul kept saying over and over, did did you read it? When he said, Man, my conscience is clean. What? Man, I'm one of those guys that's always thinking about I could have done it better, I should have done it. Clearer. I reevaluate the reevaluation so I can evaluate it. Man, it's not right. It doesn't mean that I'm doing it all right. It just means the source of my doing it doesn't have that frailty, doesn't have that death to it. So, as we pray, is that we can have folk come up with the offering, if you don't mind. what would be, what would be for us guys and and church, what would be something that we could respond to? Not because my job is to corner you or convince you or convict you. Come on. But what would be that place? What would be the, the, the something in particular that God is speaking to you? And would it be something whether I'm married or not married, okay, would it be something that maybe some other guy or person would be thinking? Now I've found a lot of times God works in my life when I stand up and I go talk to somebody else than if I sit there and mull on me. Somehow God gets at whatever I'm dealing with by what? parked in my driveway with my heart and bringing it to somebody else. Maybe I don't even go to ministry field. Maybe this goes, hey, now I'm Rick, nice to meet you, glad you can. So this morning, I'm encouraging you, you don't have to do anything. But as a pastor, I refuse to have you be in church and meet me at the door and say good son. No pastor. Wow, well, this pastor doesn't like to hear that. I don't really care if it was good for you or not. But well, I'm asking, man, what did God of anything say to you? And then we move. Man, we need to listen to the word. And then we need to obey it. Perhaps he wants to obey it before we get in our car and say, oh, I'll think about that later. Father, we thank you for the offering. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, that we're rich. Woo! Man, I'm I, 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 Listen, nobody has as good a job as me. Nobody has, Father, said that we have this richness in you. And so, Father, giving, man, it's easy because it's your character. Our giving is not related just to money. What about our time? What about, what about something that we could serve in? What about that? And so, Father, we're all to be a part of the body that blesses the body. And so, Father, I just thank you that my rear end on a pew this morning is not blessing the body. And so, Father, that's just move this morning. Or maybe we just need prayer. Just, just hang on a minute. Maybe somebody will come over and have something for you. Father, we just bless you for that. We honor you, God in Jesus' name. Amen. Thinks and you've got like something you need to share with, with us, something's on you, something that's maybe related to what's going on here. Maybe God gave you something, a picture, or a word. Come uh, on. Come to me here. And we'll chat about it in a moment. But, and don't, don't withhold something from the light, if you've got even people behind me. Let's worship for a moment and we'll close.